Hey guys, before we jump full force into today's episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast, I wanted to thank our sponsor, Growth Gathering. Growth Gathering is an online and in-person summit dedicated to helping you achieve your personal, financial, and overarching goals inside of your life. Inside Growth Gathering, you hear from the top industry leaders in real estate, financial success, and personal development. These leaders are encouraged to help you achieve your best life in whatever means and fashion that may look like. And the best part about it all, it's completely free. Guys, if you want to start tuning into Growth Gathering, it is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Once again, you can come join us in person if you live here in the Utah area. Or if you live outside of Utah in a different state where you just don't like being that social and coming to events, don't worry. Everything is hosted on Zoom as well. Once again, this is 100% free. If you guys want to tune into Growth Gathering, in the description of today's episode, you'll be able to find a link to the website as well as where you can come in person or get access via Zoom. Guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode and thank you for Growth Gathering for sponsoring. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you destroy your self-limitations and have a beautiful life. If you don't know by now, I'm your host, Brandon Davis, and in today's episode, we're going to be finishing the series with Jimmy Watson. Guys, if you did not listen to last week's episode, last Friday's episode on how to start a business in college, make sure to pause today's episode, go back and listen so you can get the full context of today's conversation. Jimmy was a former TA of mine, and he is a brilliant mind. He started a restaurant here in Provo, Utah, when he was a sophomore in college. He had like no money to his name, and so he used all of his savings to go all in on this business called Bun Boys. And in last episode, we we caught him at a very interesting point where he was just getting shut down by the health department because they weren't up to code for everything they had on their grand opening. So it was a crazy struggling time for Jimmy. And so make sure to tune in last week's episode if you haven't. And in today's episode, we're going to be finding out how Jimmy was able to survive that time, how they got through all these health code violations and how they overcame it. And also how Jimmy up and scaled his business to the point where he was able to sell it. Jimmy most recently sold Bun Boys as of four months ago, and now he's working full-time on Budget Bites, which we will also dive into in today's episode. And guys, with all that being said, let's jump into it. June, we tried to move into a location. and the landlords were like, yeah, this is going to be great for you. And they helped us build out some stuff. And it was, it was really like a really good deal. It was like right on center street, downtown Provo. And then I did, they, they told me like that they had gotten permits and it was totally good to go. And I didn't know anything right about like health department or anything. Right. And then we eventually got shut down by the health department. Cause we didn't have anything like real there. So that was like one of our first real struggles is cause we, we were open for a weekend. We did a grand opening at like our first physical location. So people got to know this is where Bum Boys is yeah. located now. Yeah, we we had like we had put a Google address listing there. We we're getting reviews. You know, we put our Yelp page up because um, we were prepping the space for probably like uh, almost a month while we were still doing pop ups on the side. Um, and I was actually like in and out of Provo during that summer doing door to door sales for a solar company to like support myself while I was just working on this for free. Right. Um, so that was kind of hard, but yeah. And then we got shut down by the health department. I got a call at like 7am 
on Monday after we did our, our grand opening. We were going to be open like every day after that. And they're like, sorry, you guys need to shut down. We know you've been operating illegally out of parking lots and stuff for some time. And now that you've opened up a location, you don't have any permitting. You don't have anything legal. Like if you don't shut down, like tomorrow, we're going to find you X amount. And wow. you'll probably never be able to get a permit in Provo. Like you'll get a ban on you. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, what was going through your head at that point? I was just like, uh, it's over. Like we, yeah, that's it. All this hard work Kaput. for nothing. Yeah, for nothing. Um, And so like we closed down, right? And I talked to them a bunch and we tried to get the proper permitting. Ultimately, like, the landlords just didn't want to put in the money to like get the space to where we needed to be and i wasn't going to put in the money for the space um because it was supposed to be temporary anyways uh they just wanted to they just wanted to try it out with us and see kind of how it would go um and if it would be a good like permanent tenant there uh so we shut that down eventually and then uh because it just didn't work out with the landlords and then we were just kind of sitting and i didn't really know what we were doing like july to august um we had a couple wedding gigs that we did Anyways, we, we found a little kitchen that let us, you know, prep some stuff there so we could do, like, catering right. legally. Health department made sure it was fine. <laughs> I just didn't want to, like, risk it anymore, you know, at that point. So we did that catering, like, June to August, or July to August. But I was honestly, like, I think we might just be done, you know? I was, like, thinking about selling the truck, thinking about selling the equipment. I was kind of like, well, we, we did it, you know? Gave it our best shot. I couldn't find a location for us. So you're, you're, you're thinking, like, yeah. I'm throwing in the towel, like... You've put in almost a full year of work into this at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe like half, not quite, yeah, like six months, year, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, well, like it was really good and I learned a ton, you know, and I just can't find a, a location was like the biggest thing. And I was kind of running out of money too. I was like, you know. I Scratch this itch. Maybe it's time for the next thing. Or? Yeah, maybe it's time for the next thing. But then uh, I, I think I just got back to Provo and I was driving past this building that I had been looking at since we were in the Smith's parking lot, like, like right across from Smith's. It was like a like a Mexican seafood restaurant, I think. And it just looked like they were barren all the time. And I was just kind of like waiting to see if they would shut down eventually. I drove by, noticed they weren't closed, or th that they were closed. There was no like sign or anything. I went and talked to the next door neighbor. I was like, do you have the owner's phone number? He's like, yeah, I actually do. And they're actually looking to like get somebody to rent the place. And I was like, oh. You're like, wait a second. Maybe oh, we're shoot. back in maybe, this. <laughs> I like, maybe we're back in. So I, I uh, called them up. They She met me the same day. We checked it out. And I was like, Okay, rent was like super cheap. I think I looked at a bunch of places that were like three thousand to five thousand a month, same amount of space. I was like, I don't think we'll be able to support that. At least I didn't want the risk. Right. And it was like two to five year leases too. So I was like, that's just gonna be way too much risk for me, right? It's a new business. Don't really know if I wanna be in the restaurants forever, right? And but this one was year to year. It was a a trash pit it was disgusting on the inside because the old tenants were like six months behind on rent and just left so the whole place felt like mexican seafood <laughs> rotting mexican seafood yeah no it was not good and uh but the owner was super nice and uh she gave us a little discount on the rent for starting up how much was it uh it was 1700 but she dropped it down to 1500 wow so nice right um, and this was uh, this is the location that I mean you formerly were at. Yeah, Bum Boys just uh, as we'll get to here in a minute. Bum Boys was just recently acquired. They moved locations, but yeah. um, I've been to this restaurant. It, it wasn't small by any means. It's no. like it's a good decent size. Yeah. So that's it's a, a good great price. Like, Eleven hundred, twelve hundred square feet. Yeah, yeah. pretty big. Uh, like lobby enough for like what we need to do, right? Um, so yeah, I, I like I think the next day I was like, yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. Gave them the deposit. Gave them first. First month, last month's rent. I remember it was 
it was a lot of money. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is like the most amount of mo like money that I spent on anything, but I had some savings. So I was like, let's just send it and see how it goes. And then we got started painting it. Like my sister painted the whole, there's a bunch of like graffiti murals, or I guess there were, we painted over them super sad last week. Um, but yeah, we, we graffitied the whole thing and painted it and all nice. And I was on Facebook marketplace and KSL every morning, just like scrolling for used equipment that I could find. We found like so many deals on stuff, like pieces of equipment that were like two or $3,000, but I bought them for like 300 bucks, 400 bucks. Cause they were used. Or... Cause they people were just putting deals up and I just would be the first one on it. And, um, I just messaged them like, Hey, is this available? And then I'd be like, I can pick it up today. And yeah. So we moved in a ton of equipment and we're just super scrappy with it. And, um, eventually like opened up and it was it, it pretty good right off the bat. Yeah. We, uh, we had it for a lot of our events on campus before, yeah. like I've been, I've taken my wife there before. Like it was a, it was a good little place to be in that. Yeah. And I feel like you learned a lot through this process, obviously, but what are some ways you think besides like the learning factor, how did you grow? Like you're hustling 24 seven. When you start a business, it's your baby. Yeah. Like totally. it requires so much attention. Like you said, you ditched your entire social life. You, you kind of focus solely on the business. Like, is that hard on your relationship with the friends and family? Like, uh, were your classes suffering? What was kind of all of the above on? kind yeah. of? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of, like goes back to stuff I was talking about earlier. Like I felt like I really learned how to like prioritize what was real priorities. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like sometimes when we're going in, we're in, we're in school, we have a lot of different people telling us like what the priority should be or, or is for us, you know, and it's kind of skewed from what is reality, you know, in, in the real world. And I feel like entrepreneurship is definitely just super raw and super real, you know? Um, and so a lot of that like delayed gratification was in my brain, like all the time I was like, okay, if I'm, if I just put in some work and put my head down right now, I know this is going to pay off for me, you know, in the short term and in, in terms of like this business being successful, but also, um, in the long term, you know, with, you know, getting money for it. Right. I was like, eventually I'll make money, you know? Um, so a lot of that, like kind of delayed gratification, like working hard for that, even though I didn't know like what that exactly meant was, uh, something that was really big, but I mean, yeah, relationships were like hard to maintain during the whole thing. I, I feel like people just stop inviting you to things after yeah. you say no a couple times, right? And they're like, oh, he's never going to come. So like, whatever, right? Um, not to say my friends are like bad for that or at No, absolutely. You know? if it, it just becomes an effort yeah. and you're thinking, okay, he's he's got his own thing. We're going to do our thing. Exactly. And so, you know, just, just having like put like what whatever is like the need first in that moment. And the majority of the time it was the business, you know? And I, I feel like now looking back, I definitely try to like really value relationships a little bit more, even in front of business. But sometimes when it's getting started, you just have to put in the time and, and that's, that's how it goes, you know, and, um, your friends who understand are your like real friends that'll kind of tough it out with you too. Definitely. Um, but yeah, just, just having to reprioritize, you know, school, school definitely was suffering. My grades were like <laughs> the worst they'd ever been. And, uh, yeah, I just remember going to my professors all the time being like, I'm so sorry. I'm turning this in late, but I'm doing this real thing outside of the classroom. Like, is there any way I can get credit for this? And I took, a, took a lot of C's and a lot of D's and 
skirted out okay, you know. Um, you I, graduated though. I graduated. <laughs> you know that I got the paper, and that's what. Yeah, that's what. Matters. That's what. Yeah, I guess in that sense, right? Yeah, right. But yeah, it seems like, and you know, I appreciate you being very open about that too, because a lot of times I feel like when you're going and you're trying to start some goal, whether it's a business or whether it's in your kind of physical life, your spiritual life, like anything that's kind of pushing you and making you get out of your comfort zone a little bit, the gratification hardly ever comes immediately. Like for a little bit, I, and I bet you were kind of the same way for a little bit. It's fun just to like get something going, even if it's tough, like yeah, in your totally. moments, like it was, it was tough to get started, but you're like, dude, like I'm doing this pop-up shop. This is so fun. Oh, I only slept three hours last night. Like, this is crazy. Like you're having fun with that. Yeah, totally. But then you come on month two, month three, month four, month five, month, month six, when you're trying to actually like put some money into this thing and saying like, okay, no longer is this just like, like you can still have fun with it, but like, this is serious. I'm about to put in all my savings. I'm about to get even less sleep, ditch school, ditch these friendships. Like you were kind of telling yourself, like, I got to go all in. Mm -hmm. And yeah. this, this mindset of trying to sit back and say like, I'm denying, like you said, that gratification immediately, but I know in the long run, it'll actually pay off. Yeah, totally. I, I'm assuming as you're sitting here now, it has paid off and it will continue to pay off through the lessons you learned. And Yeah, totally. I, and I feel like it was just like an extra education for me, right? Yeah. You know, beyond what I'd learned in school, uh, you know, from like when I was a little kid to college, you know, I feel like it was just crash course in so many different things, crash course to finance, crash course to marketing, you know, crash course in like just being emotionally resilient, you know, and, uh, sticking it out when it's like tough. And, and that, that is, you know, starting a business. It's just tough from the beginning. And I think anybody can like attest to that if they've started something like it's never super easy. It It is fun for those times when you're like, ah, oh, this is, this is great. Like I am so stressed and yeah, this is, <laughs> this is crazy. Like I, one day I'm going to look back on this and it's going to be so funny. And I think I had a lot of those thoughts, but then yeah, the more time that goes on, you like reevaluate and you have to kind of just get resilient in, in a lot of different ways that you didn't know you or like think you could before. Um, and yeah, it definitely helps you stretch uh, for sure. Yeah. And are you at that point now where you can look back and say, wow, like that actually was really funny. You're still like, gosh, why did I do it like that? No. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of stuff I look back and I'm like, Oh, that was, that was just like the best, you know? Like I think, uh, a lot of the times when I was like in the shop, like I'd be doing dishes. We we couldn't close for like the first six months that we were open. We didn't close until two in the morning on weekends. And so I, I obviously wanted to save it on employee costs as much as possible. Right. So who's working the night shift me like by myself. Right. And I'm just like there doing dishes at like two 30 in the morning. I'm like, what am I doing? You know? Um, and I, I would look back on like when we were in the parking lot at Smith's, I'm like, that was so much better. You know, that was way more fun. And this is like actual, like real work that I'm like, I don't know if I want to do it forever, you know? And, uh, I, I definitely look back and I'm like that, that did suck, but you know, I, I feel like it's paid off tenfold in, in terms of what I've learned. And then just who I am now, it's just like night and day, like the changes that you just kind of go through as you're going through that process of doing something that's, that's tough, but worth it is like. I mean, you just can't, it's delayed gratification. You can't see it right now, but you'll definitely see it later. Yeah, and it feels sure. good. And it feels good, yeah. Because it's like, not only do you get the gratification that it actually succeeded, but then you do look back and you're like, dude, I went through the trenches. I accomplished that, yeah. which is always going to be a million times better than just kind of living 
lackadaisically and yeah. just kind of cruising through life. Right. If I would have just kind of done classes and then had a ton of free time and hung out with friends and like, I, I don't think I would be like who I am today at all. It's just because there's just so much changing and growing up I had to do. I just had to grow up way faster than a lot of other people did. Not to say that's a, that's a bad way to go, but right. I mean, I feel like it definitely has made a difference for me in, in what I'm doing and what I'm about these days and right. what I value, you know, and teach their own. Right. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I kind of get that mindset a little bit more where it's just like the hustle and you just love getting in the nitty gritty of everything and just trying to prove it to yourself. And uh, I can kind of connect you on that. Uh, what about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, my cousins, they text me. Um, we used to always play games with each other. Like yeah. back in high school, we always were playing Fortnite with each other. Right. right? And uh, they text me a couple weeks ago and they say, and I just moved into a new place at the beginning of the semester. So I moved into the, the place I'm living back in like the end of August, middle of August, sometime in there. Okay. And when I got there, I, I have an Xbox, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I, said, I still haven't set it up. And I've been living there for around two months now. Right. So my cousin texted me last week and he goes, hey, Brandon, hop on Fortnite with us. And like, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't. I, I think I was working on the podcast actually right then. Mm -hmm. I was editing. And um, I sat back after he texted me and I was, I was like thinking to myself, I was like, I've been living here for almost two months now and I haven't even set this up yet. Like right. I haven't even given it a moment's notice that I haven't played a game with them. Like haven't kind of sat back and enjoyed some video game time because that has not been my priority whatsoever. Totally. And yeah. I, I think it goes back to the simple fact of like, yeah, we're just trying to make it for ourselves and we have different priorities right now. And that was you and bum boys. Like mm -hmm. your friends were texting you, Jimmy, like, let's go do something. You're like, no, I gotta, I gotta get my jobs done before anything else. Yeah, totally. Right. And that was definitely hard for you in the moment, right? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely tough in the moment. And, um, yeah, cause I, I feel like I had a, a pretty good social life, you know, like yeah. you have more free time and you're like, let's fill the free time with, with stuff, you know, let's throw parties, let's go hang out. And, um, definitely just different for my friends to kind of see, um, me just not be into that, you know, and not, not because I didn't like it, but because I just kind of different priority. Yeah. Different priority. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now looking back, it, it, it uh, definitely is, it was harder in the moment than it is now, you know, and now I, I can, I feel like I can like, prioritize a little more and I've like regained some of those relationships that I kind of like let fizzle out. It's one of those things that I think is kind of like ebbs and flows. I feel like throughout our lives, like we have different periods where we can kind of be more, um, I don't know. It's just like different, different priorities at different times, you know? And, uh, Bond Boys was the priority then. And, and now it's kind of, I mean, obviously it's, it's not in my hands anymore. So I have more time to kind of rebuild relationships, but I think the ones that last will, will, will stick around, you know? And, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely tough. Definitely tough time. Yeah. Well, so on that subject, yeah. do you have any regrets from your time? Because you've been um, in, how long have you been in this journey? It's 2020. So uh, about two years, yeah, right? About two years, yeah. Um, come on, three in, in February, I guess. So um, regrets, I feel like I don't really have any, you know. Everything that I did, I feel like I was doing the best that I could in the moment. Yeah. Right? Uh, I, I think you, you don't know what you don't know until after you've kind of fallen on your face. Um, and so I, I feel like definitely if I messed up in anything, I, I feel like it's just been like a learning experience. So I, I feel like regrets, not, not really, you know, um, I think when I'm, when I was in the shop during those like really hard nights, um, when it's like super late and I'm not hanging out with my friends and, uh, I think I was like, man, maybe I should have just like kept this as like a fun weekend thing, you know, like a hobby. Um, 
but now like looking back, I don't really regret anything. No, I, I feel like I could have, like I probably could have done a little bit better job of, of like maintaining relationships and maybe um, like being more, a little bit more people centric about my like life and my situation in the moment. But um, I feel like they're just learnings, you know, Yeah. Um, nothing that you can, nothing you can do now. Right. But um, more so just learning how to be a better man and like business business owner. Yeah. Um, and dude, you were going through this for the first time. Like everything, yeah, yeah. every everything. day was brand new to you. Like yeah, totally. you didn't know what tomorrow would bring. And restaurants are like, especially hard because you have to be there like all the time. Right. Yeah. Make sure yeah, restaurant right. business is hard. Yeah. It's tough. Margins are super tight too. So it's like yeah. really unmotivating. Um, but I mean, I just loved when people would try the food and they just would like get super happy about it. And I was like, okay, that's what we're doing. You know, hopefully like helping them out in, in some way. Um, and I feel like food can, food can definitely do that. Yeah. That's an interesting take on it. Cause when you are going through the tough moments where you're like, I am working probably more so than any other person. And for a while you're probably losing money, oh, yeah. maybe barely breaking even, but you're like, I'm putting in so much work for such little return right now. What kind of values did you have to instill in yourself thinking like, okay, I'm doing this for the customer. I'm doing this for a greater future. I'm doing this for whatever. Yeah. I feel like I got, like I was saying earlier, like I, I got attached to like the people aspect of it a little bit more, you know? Cause at, at that point you can't really like focus on the money. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're bringing in money, but it's going to food costs and employee and then going back into the business to, especially in an old building, like we were in with used equipment, something's going to break, you know, you're going to fix something. Employees going to get mad. And, I don't know. Like we didn't have any employees break anything, but, um, something's going to break. Um, it just always happens anyways. So that's where most of the money was going is just to, to the business. I wasn't really seeing anything from it until like a year after we had probably gotten started. And even then it wasn't a lot, but, um, got really focused on my employees, you know, just making sure that like, obviously they were making an okay amount of money. You know, it, it's, it's really interesting when you get to employ people, something that I hadn't really experienced before, you know, you're actually, you're the income for this person and they like rely on you, right. which is kind of, it's really gratifying in a way. Cause you're like, wow, I'm making a difference in literally like their life. Like if they don't have this job, they can't pay rent. Right. Um, or they can't buy groceries for the week. Right. And so it's important that the business does that. And I need to be a leader that reflects that for the business. Right. Um, but just kind of being there and like focusing on little wins with the people or even like little wins, like we sold out, right. That's a win. Right. Even if we didn't make a ton of money from it, we sold out, we broke even on our equip on our ingredients. Or, you know, I cleaned up the whole shop and the shop looks really great. Mm -hmm. I'm like leaving. I'm like, that is gratifying to me in that moment, even though it's three in the morning, you know, um, just a little stuff like that. I think something that I wish I would have done better maybe, um, is like stuck, stuck around a little bit more for those little wins, like a year into the business. I feel like I kind of tried to take more of a backseat and be like really business minded in the business when really I just needed to keep watching the wins and it would have been a little more gratifying for me as time went on, because, you know, when you pull yourself out of the business, especially a restaurant, you don't see as many of those wins. You don't see people, Happy yeah, people enjoying employees. the food. Yeah. Great employees. You just, you just get the problems, you get the fires that you got to put out and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, just kind of attaching yourself to different little, little things really, really helps. How long did it take for bun boys to actually break even? Um, I think we were, Probably like a year in before we started, maybe a little bit less before we started making money. 
Um, I was really bad at keeping the books. <laughs> so like, we would have money coming in the bank. I was like, great, we've got money. And it came out for employees. I'm like, we still have money left over. You know? Um, but yeah, from what I had put in initially, um, yeah, probably like eight months to a year around there wow. was when we kind of started pulling in some money. And then I would pay myself for like rent. That was like it. That was your big, that was your big yeah. income, right? Uh -huh. Just like, to pay off rent. Mm -hmm. Like I paid all of our, we had like, like when we were really cranking, I think, and I was really involved in the business when we were doing our best. I think we had like 12 to 15, like part-time, full-time here and there. So, um, we had a pretty good amount of money coming in that we needed to like dish out to people and rent and overhead. And so we were doing okay, you know, and then I was pulling a little bit off the, off the bottom, you know, um, just barely enough to kind of keep myself afloat while I was still paying for school and, um, dates and all the other things I was trying just to do. Just the random stuff that life brings. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All other expenses, but, um, yeah, it became a, a, a pretty good little business for us. Yeah. That's exciting, dude. And now you're kind of at the point where you, you've sold bum boys, right? Mm -hmm. This is, this is your baby. Are you feeling weird about it? Or are you excited for kind of um, the next chapter? Like what's going through your head? This, yeah. this just happened three weeks ago, right? Yeah. Super recent. Um, super new. Like I think last week, last week we, we finalized all the stuff. Uh, we got all the equipment moved over to the new location. We moved out of our old one. So super fresh still. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is kind of weird. It's, it's, it's really bittersweet, you know? Um, like you said, it's, it's my baby. Yeah. I like started it you know, almost three years ago. I was 22 and now I'm 25. A lot has happened, you know, look totally different. Like not really, but, um, I feel really different and, uh, yeah, it's definitely been like the thing that has kind of kept me going and, and kind of kept me afloat. Like, these last couple of years, the, the constant thing's just been bun boys, I, even though like life's been really crazy, you know, isn't that interesting? Cause at, yeah. the, at the start, like that was not the constant thing. Uh, that was the thing no. that was causing the most stress. Like totally, there was no certainty with it. But now yeah. looking back, you're like, wow, after a while, that was like the most steady thing yeah. I had going in my life. Was, I knew every day if I showed up, did this, had a happy customer, like things were guaranteed after a while, but mm -hmm. yeah, totally. And, and, and not to say like after like our first year that it wasn't still stressful. Like I remember um, like around last, uh, I don't know, December, I was having a really tough time. The business was struggling a little bit and, uh, we accrued some debt like for the first time in the business cause we wanted to grow, but it didn't, it didn't help us as much as I thought it would. And I, I remember like, I just have like little panic attacks here and there. And it was just like super like stressful. And it was like my biggest stress for my life, even though it was like the constant, you know? Um, and so when you talk about like, yeah, it's bittersweet now. And, and sometimes in some ways it's really sweet, you know, I don't have to be super stressed out about it anymore. You know, it's kind of, I kind of shifted my priority from like focusing on the business to just like focusing on me a little bit more, you know, the business gets a little stressful because you're trying to balance your life out again. And so that adds more stress and it, it's just kind of a vicious cycle, um, a little bit at some points. And so, um, really sweet to, to keep the business like alive right now, you know, and, and hand it off to somebody that's going to do a really good job, you know, running it in a, like at a time in my life where I don't have like the, the time or like, just like the, the bandwidth to do it, but also it's super sweet to, to, um, to, to, did I say it was bitter or sweet? I don't know. Anyways. Um, 
but yeah, super, super, super sweet to kind of get rid of it and get, get that off my shoulders, you know, um, because it was a very big stressor and caused a lot of like anxiety in my life, <laughs> but, but also a really bitter because it is my baby. And like, it's, it's been, the, it's been just there. It's just been there, um, for the last couple of years and, um, sad to see like employees go, you know, and, and friendships and from that kind of like level off a little bit, right. Cause you're in the shop with them every day and you're, you're all in the grind. Um, but I, I feel like, uh, yeah, it's, it's on the, it's on its way to a bigger and better place. And I still have a little piece of it, um, that we, we get a little royalty. So I kind of feel still involved there. A little connected. Right? Yeah. Right. It's um, not fully gone. Yeah, no, but enough to where, you know, um, it still feels like mine in a way, you know, mm -hmm. um, which is, which is, which is nice to hold on to, but yeah, definitely, definitely hard to, you know, like paint the shop again. Cause we spent so much time in there, move all the equipment out. You just, you just don't think it's ever going to happen. Right. Um, even if you do sell a business, you figure it's just going to stay there, but they, they ended up wanting to move it. So yeah, but it's, it's all the emotions all at once, man. It's, yeah. it's uh, tough and really good as well. But hey, you're you're not stopping. You're yeah. not relaxing by any no. means. You're you're on to the next project now. You uh, and you can speak to this better than I can. But yeah. tell everyone a little bit about what you're doing now with Budget Bites. Yeah. So, um, Budget Bites is, is awesome. You know, it's my new it's my new my new child. Right? We gave birth to another another baby. The other one um, grew up and went to college. Yeah. And now you got Budget Bites. You raise <laughs> it. You take it through the terrible twos and everything. Anyways. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we, so when I was still, I think, uh, about a year ago, heavily involved in, in Bun Boys, um, we had another company kind of come in and they were like, Hey, we'd love to partner with Bun Boys and like, see if we can sell some of your like excess food that you might have at the end of the day for like a discount. I was like, Oh, interesting. Like, but I kind of wrote it off and then they kept kind of like pitching me on it. And I was like, okay, like, um, I guess let's try it out. And so we kind of baited for what is now budget bites, um, with these guys from BYU. And then I kind of started, um, consulting with them. If that makes sense. So like they didn't really know anything about restaurants. I had so much advice for them, so many tips. And I thought it was a really good idea. You know, the idea that you could take food that was going to go to the trash. That's still edible, still good at the end of the night. Um, or during the day even, you know, cause stuff can only sit at a certain temperature for a certain amount of time before it needs to be thrown away. And there's obviously a lot of like quality control issues with that too. Um, but then you could sell it for discount and that was like the kind of concept and that's what it is um budget bites it's evolved a little bit more than that but um yeah eventually these guys decided to not continue with the business and i was like i would love to continue with this bought them out um it was called leftovers at the time and then we rebranded to budget bites um took a couple months to develop it into an app and i've been selling like crazy to restaurants and getting them onboarded and um, we've been acquiring users on our, on our app and we're, we're live on the app store as of like a month and a half ago. And so, um, what we do is basically just kind of provide, you know, like discounts and deals for people just like in Provo or area, uh, where they can find like cheap food, uh, that's still really high quality, super good restaurants. Like I'm a big foodie. So I, I, I know a lot of the owners just by being a restaurant owner. Um, but more than that, like I know their food, I know they're like, it's good quality. And so. Um, yeah, it's just like a way for restaurants to kind of market to new people by also being really sustainable too, because food waste is like a huge, huge issue. How much food were you wasting at Bum Boys before this kind of jumped into your lap? Um, yeah, so we, we had stuff like ready to made all the time. So we're, we kind of operated like a bakery. So we would have like 
15 to 20 buns probably at the end of the night. We're just um, going straight to the dumpster. We're going straight to the dumpster. So like in a month, I mean, that gets to be like two, $3,000 of, of wow. money that's just going down the, down the drain. Right. Um, and so we were able to recruit at least our costs and then we'd make a little bit cause our margin was, was, was pretty good. Anyway. So we were, we were wasting a ton, um, a month and this kind of, it first off helped me see, okay, like we need to watch this a little bit more. Right. But then second, I was like, we're acquiring new customers by selling this food at a discount because they didn't want to pay for it at full price. Right. Or it's just another avenue for them to see this um, rather than like the traditional marketing yeah. that is like Facebook, Instagram, word of mouth, even, you know, um, this is like another way to acquire word of mouth in just like a different way. Yeah. That makes sense. Like people are actually trying the food instead of just like seeing or, or hearing about it from your friends um, or seeing it on Instagram. They're actually prompted to buy this product at a discounted price, try it. And then they're like, this is really good. I don't know if this is going to be here tomorrow because they might not have leftover food, right? So if I'm craving it tomorrow, I'll just go in during regular hours and buy it for full yeah. price, right? So um, we've we've really tried to lean in with Budget Bites now into like a little bit more like the marketing and sustainability aspect of it that you can kind of get from that. Um, so we're, we're like one of our taglines is like, we're, we're saving the world with like a killer deal. Um, and it's really cool because push notifications is how we get the word out to our users. So each restaurant, when they have food that they're like, I want to sell this at a discount, um, whether it's like midday, end of day, they send a notification out to the users. Everyone gets a notification if they have, if they're opted in. Right. Um, and then it prompts them to like make a sale in like a little constrained amount of time. Um, and, and it actually works really well for the restaurants. We've seen like some really crazy results, just That's getting awesome. people in the door, um, just trying the food. Yeah. Yeah. And I can picture a lot of those people become repeat customers after. Totally. Yeah. Cause they, it's, it's a lot, a lot of restaurants, what their issue is, is, is just like getting the word out about it. It's really good food, but people just, it's in a weird location like Bun Boys was, or um, it's a weird food that they've never tried and they don't feel like spending 14 bucks on it. But now that it's seven bucks, they're like, let's give it a whirl. Yeah. Let's give it a whirl. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah, it's always easy to go stop at McDonald's, Taco Bell, and now you know just like the staple things that are surrounding you. Totally. Like of course you know how that's gonna taste. You know it's gonna be the same quality almost every single time. Mm -hmm. You know the prices. Yeah. So you go out and do it. And your concept is like showing people like, hey, come and try this food. Yeah, it might be a little bit more pricey um, normally, but hey, we're gonna offer you this great discount on it right now, and I know you're gonna love it. And then they were like, oh man, we actually do love this. We exactly. Come back and try it again. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, and it's funny too. I uh, the first time I actually learned that you were doing what was formerly known as leftovers, now yeah. uh, budget bites. Yeah. When I learned that Bun Boys was on the shop, I got home one day. This before I was married. Right. I get home and my roommate had Bun Boys. No way. And uh, I asked him. I was like, "Oh, you get some Bun Boys?" He goes, "Yeah, I just uh, I just got this new uh, feature. They send me a text when uh, they have leftover ones. I got all this for I don't know, it was like less than five bucks or something. I yeah. don't know how many bought, but." Um, I'm like, oh, sweet. And so I, he, he gives me some and I was eating it and it, it was a cool concept. And now it's fun to see that you actually bought them out and you're running it now. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, it's been cool. Um, I mean, I feel like I just, I love food and I, and I get the food game, you know, and, uh, that's something that I feel like the last guys that were doing it expressed to me that they just like, didn't, didn't have going on for them. And, and I feel like it's been a real advantage because I just, I know what people are kind of wanting as like a, a college student who wants like a deal, you know, who's poor. Um, and then I also just know like what the restaurant owner kind of needs and I'm able to kind of fit both of them together. Yeah. And it, it's been really cool to kind of develop that. And obviously it's a new business, so we're learning a ton, but I'm losing a lot of what we learned. 
from Bun Boys in this new business. Yeah. So my biggest question for you, yeah. where it could be a setback, is uh-huh. what stops somebody from saying like, say, go back to the Bun Boys example, right. right? What happens if you guys get in a routine where people know? okay, it's 11 p.m. I know they're going to be on a discount so they don't buy it earlier when it's full price. Are you guys losing a ton of money on that? Like once again, it would have been stuff you probably would have thrown away anyways. But so is it just like the caveat that's going to come with it or where's where's the cutoff there? Yeah, totally. That's like one of our biggest objections. That was my like biggest objection when these guys came to me and they're like, hey, like let's do this for you. I was like, this is going to cannibalize sales. Like if people know about this, they're not going to come during regular hours. Right. They're just going to wait until we have a deal. Um, but I mean, it is it is one of those things that's just like, if you always have leftover food, then you're going to be throwing it away anyway. So you might as well get something rather than nothing, right? Yeah. Um, but a lot of the times, restaurants are a little bit more responsible than than what we were doing. You know, and what I've learned is is restaurant owners just like, and restaurant operators just don't know if they're going to have leftover food every night. And so it's the same thing on the user end where... They don't know if they're if they're going to get a deal, right? So if you're relying on this to be your main food source from this specific restaurant at this specific time, it's probably not going to happen, you know? And something that we've kind of built in to kind of combat that is just this element of scarcity. So we put really tight time windows that restaurants can list. Um, so say it's like a 30-minute listing. So And there's a limited amount of things. And we're sending a push notification out to... Four, four or five thousand people. people, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if you ha- if, if there's like one or two people that are waiting to get this to push notification, chances are like the, it's a high chance that they actually don't get to or like buy this food, right? Because it sells out in you know five to to ten to fifteen minutes, which is what usually happens when there's like tighter windows like that. So we built in some stuff to kind of combat that, and what we've really seen is the opposite is true. Like people come more during regular business hours, um, and because we, they found out because they, they found out they loved it. Yeah, um, and so like yeah, I I mean I I I honestly can't say that you know there's this guy who's not going to be in his basement like waiting around to see if he gets notifications for every little thing, um, but chances are he's not going to be able to buy every everything you know on a consistent basis, um, and so we've really tried to kind of build for that but yeah, it is one of those one of those concerns that, that we get but we've, we've we've kind of seen the opposite is true it just markets more than it does hurt the business um and it, something that's really cool too is like say the business needs to sell something during the middle of the day while they're still open they're not closing for the day but they still do it in like a flash sale format right where it's where it's a, a strict time window they're having people come in during regular hours to come pick up this food and then they go oh while I'm here, I might as well get a burger now that I'm buying fries right. or whatever it is, right? I'm, I'm buying this cheaper thing. So I think I want to buy something else while I'm here in the restaurant anyways, right? And so it's, a, it's like a, it's like a, a com- oh, combo an deal. Yeah, an add-on deal for these restaurants. And that's something that we've really seen that they like a lot too, is that we're bringing in people during regular hours and getting to see the restaurant, getting to see customers actually being in there and they're getting to buy extra things that they wouldn't have bought otherwise because... You know, um, they just hadn't known about this restaurant. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. You know, as we're kind of closing out today's episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast, I kind of want to summarize this in uh, a budget bite format, right? Uh, For the audience, I feel like a lot of people are constantly complaining that it can never work out for them, right? If you scroll on social media, all people do these days is complain that it can never work out for them. 
uh, business, a relationship, uh, financial things, you know, like everyone's always saying that, whoa, that could never be me. Mm-hmm. But you're literally standing here proving that it can be anyone. You're a 22 year old. You probably had less than ten thousand dollars to your name when you started uh, when you started Bun Boys. Yeah. And you went out there and you proved to people, no, like this is possible. If you kind of put your head down and grind, it'll be possible. Yeah. Totally. And then, like you said, you got the ebbs and flows. If you're watching right now, you got this whole roller coaster effect going on. But you are proving to people once again that it is possible. It wasn't easy, but it was possible. And now looking back at it, like you said, like there was very tough moments where you lost relationships, like it was tough, you were tired, like there's a million things that went wrong, but also a million things that went right. Yeah, totally. So if you were starting out, say you hadn't done anything yet, like if you or you're talking to somebody who hasn't done anything yet, what like one piece of advice could you give them just to say like, you're going to be able to do it? Like, what would you tell them? Yeah. Um, I ask myself this a lot, honestly. <laughs> um and and I, I feel like it it just comes down to like if you have something that is like keeping you awake at night, you know, something that like you're really passionate about, something that you really like doing, like just think about what you would be missing out on if you like didn't do it, you know. And that's something that really like scared me straight, you know, where I was like, what happens if I if I don't do this business, right? Worst case scenario. I am still poor. Like I'm, I'm going to be this poor college kid who goes throughout his life and didn't really do anything. You know, like the alternative, what's the alternative to me doing and rather. And then on the opposite end, end of that, like saying, okay, I'm doing this. And what's the worst that could happen if I, if I fail in this thing, right? Like just having that mindset and being okay with like coming up short at the end of the day. Right. Um, like at least you, at least you started something, at least you tried something. Right. Um, whereas if you, if you, if you didn't start to begin with and you just kind of kept doing what you were doing, you, you're not going to grow. You're not going to see any results from that, but at least you kind of tried. So, I mean, I would just say like, think about the two different, two different ends of it, you know, like think about who you might be if you do this, or you might be, if you, if you do this other thing, right. If you actually decide to go for it, like I can guarantee people that they're going to, even if they fail, you know. And that's what entrepreneurship is, is just failing over and over and over again. Until like, one tiny little yeah, thing until, sticks. Until one tiny thing sticks, yeah. And, and whether that's like in the process of building this thing, like you already have some initial traction, you're going to keep failing at it over and over and over again. Like I failed so many different times and like so many different things doing Bun Boys, you know. Um, but I kept doing it and figuring out what was working, what wasn't working along the way. And it really just paid off just because... Every morning, I would just think of like, what is the alternative? I I don't get up right now and do this this really hard thing that I'm doing because I was lack of sleep or stressed or whatever it is. You know, I just kept being like, I'm the only person that can do this. If I don't do this, people aren't going to get paid. The business is going to suffer, right? I'm going to look back and be like, I wish I could have done better. You know, and so I think just being really introspective with yourself and, and getting down to like. What do I actually want? I feel like is a really good motivator rather than me sitting here and being like, this is what you should do every morning to to, yeah. to, to achieve your entrepreneurship goal. Like you just need to really look at yourself and, and look at like who you want to be. Because it'll be different for everyone. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's totally different for everyone, you know. Um, long-winded answer to your question, but um, I, I really believe if we just kind of like sit down and examine ourselves, we'll we'll see like we ourselves will tell ourselves exactly what we need to, to do. And, we'll be able to find the motivation to like start, you know, based off of that. That's perfect. That's my answer. Yeah, that's perfect. 
Well, guys, we want to thank Jimmy for coming on today's episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast. Super great conversation. Um, so much wisdom shared. And like I've mentioned probably three times now, you guys are able to do it. Jimmy, he has proven that through and through that anyone who wants to get out there and be able to achieve something, just you just got to try. Yeah. And you'll go through the hardships. You'll probably fail once, twice, three times, a million times up until something sticks. But I promise you, if you keep working for it, it will eventually stick. Um, Jimmy, thank you so much, man. This was a pleasure. Thank you, Brandon. It was yeah. awesome. Thanks, man. And guys, as always, check the description down below. Not only are we going to have links where you can personally contact me with any questions or concerns that you may have, but I'm going to be including the Bud Boys location if you guys want to go give that a try. Also, a downloadable link. It's on App Store, Google. Yeah. App Store, What's it Google on? Play. Yeah, so everything. everything. Perfect. Yeah. We'll go ahead and add Budget Bytes if you guys want to look that up. Or once again, click the link in the description so you can download. If you guys are in the Provo Orem area, we are going to be seeing you hopefully soon on the app. Other than that, um, any plans for expansion or anything so people who listen outside of the Utah realm can kind of get excited for it? Yeah, no, we're, we're heading up to Salt Lake um, November. Um, so if you're listening to this in November, we're probably already there. Um, and then we're just kind of taking over Utah until the new year. And then we're, we're planning on expanding out to, to Texas as our next market that we're we're thinking about going. We kind of are, are going college town by college town until we can kind of spread out from there. So you're trying to hit University of Texas next, or yeah, UT is the is the plan, and then Texas A&M probably after that. Perfect college station, beautiful yeah, place. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jimmy, and thank guys. You. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast. If you found anything enjoyable, make sure to give us a positive rating or share it with somebody who you think would benefit from hearing today's words. Guys, at the end of the day, just remember it'll all be okay. Just take a step back and don't be afraid to start your own journey.